<laughs> Excellent start. All right. And we're live. <laughs> du, 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 I just clipped, I just clipped so hard. Oh, my God. What is happening? I'm clipping audacity. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Ted White. And I am Merritt Smith. And this is Dungeon Master Level One. Uh, it's a We're doing a new podcast based on uh, the two of us and some other friends um, being brand new to the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, I have played a tiny little bit, uh, not anything significant, and I am DMing a brand new campaign, and Ted is playing in that campaign, along with some other players, but Ted, uh, as the only other person with a little bit of experience, is going to be sort of the assistant DM through this. Um, Much to my chagrin, by the way, I did not agree to this before we came into this, but here we are. I shanghaied him. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, we're and, already uh, canceled. We have, we're not even two minutes is, in. Is shanghaied a... I would say. A canceled term? Let's say on the side of caution. Pro- uh, I don't know. I don't think it is, because it, it's not against the people who live in Shanghai. What It was... The phrase comes from you would get drunk in a tavern in or you know a pub uh-huh. in like Europe uh-huh. in England, and then you would wake then up. Why would they call it Shanghai if it but, was in Europe? No, Barrett. because here's why: because you would wake up on a sailing ship going to Shanghai. That and it was, who were the people sailing that ship who were taking advantage of people? The East India Trading Company. Okay. Or the British Navy, that recruited. Uh, hold on, hold on one second. <laughs> What's up? No, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> My, that's my girlfriend Nadia. She says hello. Hi, Nadia. And she says hello to all, everybody listening to the podcast as well. That's a cookie for you. <laughs> Just Ted and Merritt. Wow. Ouch. Okay. No. I um, okay. So, no. Okay. We're, we're, we're going so to have to do some research. Already. We're going to do some research about this because this is um, th- this is problematic. But if, if I am mistaken, uh, I apologize. I believe the it, 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 the phrase would come is that uh, you a recruiter would get someone drunk bring them to the docks, put them on a ship. They would get paid for bringing a new recruit. And the poor sod who got drunk with a stranger wakes up in the middle of the ocean on a ship with nowhere to go. Just kidding. (laughs) That's offensive to dirt. That's offensive to dirt. Um, That's offensive to earthworms, pal. Okay. It's 2021. It's a different world we live in. Look, um, bottom line is uh, uh, it's a lot of fun awesome. to play D&D with, with, an, with an old friend, yes. and um, I am more than happy to help. I, it's been a unique challenge for me because something I'm trying to be super aware of is like what I, as a player, know going into the game needs to be separate from what my character knows, sure. if that makes sense. Yeah. I think they call that metagaming yes, in the absolutely. biz. absolutely. That is one of the hardest things um, I found in my previous brief experience of not um bringing in my player knowledge into the character's knowledge and it was at the point where the previous game i played in um she would often the the dm would often warn us about like you can listen to this if you want to but your character will not know that and i would choose not to i'd take my headphones off i'd wait for them to send me a text message that it was okay to come back because I did have a hard time separating that. Right. But anyway, so yeah, so we, uh, for our listeners, are longtime friends um, mm-hmm. in what may be like the strongest friendship based off of one week a year. 
in person <laughs> ever. <laughs> yes, we went to a uh, uh, get-rich-quick scheme that was disguised as a musical theater summer camp. Um, we enriched all, our parents, wrote a lot of checks to sort of make sure that people who <laughs> ran the camp were able to live their truth and subjugate their labor force. Uh, really uh, <laughs> beijing them, if you will. Um, that, anyway. I think, is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, now, now we're super now canceled. We're, now we're canceled. Um, we're, uh, apologies to anybody. If anybody we are four them. minutes and 37 seconds in and canceled. <laughs> um, yes, so we, were, we are dear friends from summer camp yep um it was a 12-day camp that was that rented the space from, another from a real camp ca- from a real camp from a real camp <laughs> from a legitimate yeah, we were, camp exactly and um what was really bizarre is that when we started going this is something that i thought about a lot because i went there at a, a for a very long yeah, time yeah you I went there even longer I, I was there for a mm-hmm. year or two before you but you went for a couple of years after i stopped going because of i would adulthood. say easily a decade and a half longer you kept going that long <laughs> I kept going, and when I was 29, I was like, okay, this is it. Wow. This is awesome. my first, yeah, my first summer was when I was 13, wow. so that was about – that was a lot of summers. But um, it, I saw all sides of the biz, saw all uh, – had a lot of great time and a lot of times that weren't as great. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm glad it was a good, it was good for me where I was at that time. I just kind of held on to it too long. That's what yeah. I really happened. Yeah. Um, and I could have totally seen myself holding on to it too long. I think it was it like outside of like my physical house, it was the closest thing I had to like home. Um, right. Like school was not kind. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh yeah anyways we're getting into we're getting way off topic right away look no no no. this is why people listen to podcasts they yeah there's a theme but they like when people just completely go off topic topic. all the time yeah Yeah. um so yeah we had a we made a deep long-lasting friendship based off of a fraction of our lives together um Mm -hmm. that has persisted the years like like you said you continued to go to that camp 10 years after i did and right. you're still one of my closest friends um mm-hmm. and i bi- got you babe <laughs> and I, bi- <laughs> I, bi- <laughs> and I barely talk to you but that's just because i barely talk to anybody <laughs> right same um, out of the people you know, i my... talk to this my wife says something similar that uh she says out of all the people i know I dislike you the least. <laughs> and so like for you, out of all the people I talk to, I talk to you the most, which is like, oh. <laughs> for, so for like oh, the Lord. three text conversations and one phone call a year we've been doing. <laughs> perfect. 10 out of 10. Just the perfect, best friend. Perfect friendship. <laughs> yep. You don't need anything. You live as far away from me as possible. Uh, excellent. I have never um, once asked you to move. No, never. Same. Back at you. Uh, anyway, we're talking about D and D. Where we're here, we're starting a new campaign. I was over the moon when you asked me to be a part of this. Oh, that's because nice. I had one instance, one brief, short-lived moment where I attempted to be a dungeon master, and I will tell you, it is a lot of work. Yeah, and I rapidly learned that. Everybody wants to play D&D, but nobody wants to 
be D and D. Sure. Yep. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to like run the campaign and make it happen. It's funny. Um, it's funny you mention that because honestly, now that I have stepped into being a dungeon master, I find the prospect of becoming a player almost boring because you you are one character and I get to come up with and create a slew of characters and be all of them. And right. I have greatly enjoyed the prospect of creating all of these NPCs. Um, oh, there's that, one NPC, baby. Oh, baby. You, you mean Ethel, the throwaway that's now going to be a central point in the campaign. <laughs> Oh my God! When you when you became <laughs> Ethel, I was like, I don't know how we can get this involved for every game. Although here's the here's the thing here's here's the risk we run with Ethel is that she's it's like seasonings, you know. You don't want to put too right. many. You don't want to do too much, too much. Pepper on the pasta, right. you know. You want like a little bit of here, a little bit of there, and when it makes sense, perfect. But if it's just like, oh, and here's Ethel again, it's gonna get old. Real it, quick. It, I agree. Um, I have a plan to keep her more involved but not a central figure okay perfect yeah i love it i can't i honestly i was it was so much fun to just play again and also remember some of the oh i just clipped a little bit i'm just gonna say that again it was so much fun to just play again there we go we're gonna leave all this in i don't know why oh no i'm not no i'm not editing anything this is going up raw from start to finish Perfect. This will be just like that podcast, uh, Come Town, where they don't edit anything. They just upload and I'm they're not, making no. $50,000 a not, month. I'm not editing anything. For uh, our audience uh, listeners, uh, all five of you for this first episode, I'm sure. Our audience? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, right. I, I have uh, two young children, so I do not have time for editing bullshit. It is record and publish. So this is the kind of quality content you can yeah, come to expect. This is what See you if, next week, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> oh my god, this is the worst podcast I've ever end seen. right there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we didn't even talk about D. No, sorry, please continue. Um no, that was that was my whole point. It's just that uh I have greatly enjoyed creating all of these characters. Um, and like I've, I've Ethel for everybody listening was the working in the hero registration office. So the, the heroes arrived in the city of Oban and, um, helped with a minor monster attack and then were escorted to the hero registration office by the city guard to uh, register themselves. And uh, this was sort of a fantasy version of the DMV and Ethel was your, you know, typical clerical government employee with this very, the, <laughs> the very Ethel voice. And I don't mean very, to, that, very much. Um, it's, I would say heavily inspired by Roz from uh, monsters. That was exactly what I wrote down in my planning um, script. What a great, when, such a great character. Yeah. And you know, it's just like um, Banksy stole from Picasso who yeah. stole from somebody else. Yeah. There's like, you know, the, the good artists borrow, but great, great artists, artists steal. steal. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that's exactly what I said. I it, it is in my script notes for that session that Ethel should be like Roz from Monsters, Inc. Um, so she registered the heroes and then they left the office. Uh, but a 
blossoming romance budded with the Goliath Barbarian, <laughs> and and, I and an unrequited romance. An unrequited Ethel has affections for, <laughs> and then yeah, it's a little. We've already got a love triangle. <laughs> I know. Um, it was yeah. It, it was um. So okay, so let's let's sort of like recap what happens thus far, right? That'll be sure. a good structure yeah. for this yeah. podcast. So it started. We each had our own storyline. Uh, my character, Bosch of Amazon, season six premiering soon. Uh, so <laughs> like and subscribe to Amazon Prime. Um, Bosch of Amazon uh, is a uh, recluse monk who lives as a hermit. He stumbled across a uh, village under attack. He. Uh, showed off how good he is at martial arts much like myself i was heavily inspired by myself when i created this character um and then was zapped away by this electric storm uh into an unknown area and then we met the other four characters we had lek the bird person cleric right yes yeah cleric the, although he he doesn't um have a name to put to it yet but yeah he's a cleric gotcha. yeah. lek was uh captured after just being a hatchling never grew up with his people has been a slave and a subject of experimentation for three years and uh-huh. just uh uh eric Kokra, uh reached maturity at three years and like right when as he reaches maturity he eric um, is the race of yes the, of left. yes a right. bird people a bird person race yeah yep. uh he reaches maturity um is given an opportunity to escape that he seizes upon and is finds a um is blessed by an unknown power to that that aids in his escape but he doesn't really get that he's a cleric yet he has these powers but doesn't really have a name to put to it yet right and then we have kofi Kofi. who is a who is a rockabilly rockabilly uh, tiefling sorcerer sorcerer right so he uh was just out on the road riding around and his brother sent an agent to try and track him down and bring him back to take his place in the family business where he has actually kind of been pushed out from any sort of managerial position um And he feels underappreciated and sort of put on a shelf. So he's left. But for unknown reasons, his brother badly wants him back to the point of using force to bring him back. Now, one thing I really thought was awesome about uh, Kofi is that he is definitely uh, he has a gun. Mm -hmm. He rides a motorcycle and he uh, is just really cool yeah and one thing i like so far about this campaign is that it's kind of like hey whatever let's whatever you want let's make it work (laughs) yep and And that's um, the kind of campaign that we're running so we're not running the strict right by the book this is high fantasy like lord of the rings type stuff no 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 there's like that element but we're also just we're just here to have fun for anyone anyone who knows this um this world is our is highly inspired by uh dimension 20s fantasy high which is a phenomenal uh, podcast, video cast, D and D game um, that the people at College Humor have been running. I, or Dropout uh, is their rest own. in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, College Humor. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's heavily inspired by that, where you can just be anything you want. You can mix, mash it up. You want to use a sword. You want to use a gun. You want to use 
nobody has a lightsaber, but we could figure out a way to do it if we wanted. And as we continue into this world, you will learn. I, I've I've thought of a mechanic for how that is possible, and um, love it. It will make it will make sense as you learn more. I love it. Okay, and then our fourth character is I forgot his name. Rokun. Rokun. Rokun, and he is a Goliath barbarian. Goliath. Now, is that like a giant class? It, it kind of. It is. Goliaths um, are a race of mountain dwelling people typically gray skinned with blue um yeah. not highlights but they look like tattoos but they're not they're actually part of their body it's part of their gotcha. skin like blue slashes um i don't think steve knew that when he made his guy red or that might just be blood that he put on the hero forge character either way um whatever i'm not gonna you know we'll roll with it sure. maybe this one's red you know maybe that's part of his character and he's uh um special because of that um so part of their lore is that they may be descended from giants um Mm -hmm. that i believe and i for anyone listening please take note uh i am by no means a lore expert i have read as much as i felt like reading and am (laughs) going from there (laughs) I skimmed the lore. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had a brief cursory yep. look. I read the Wikipedia, and you know what? If you're gonna, if you're here to make bad comments, yeah, go away. Don't bother. Don't okay, bother. we know, we know that we're learning. That's why it's called level one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I like we are... opening with like being really defensive, but people who aggressively <laughs> defensive. <laughs> I always assume that anything creative I do, uh, somebody is just going to hate it, and they're going to tell me about right. it. Right. There, there's a million opinions out there. Somebody's going to hate it. Um, if you don't like it, cool. Go find something you do like and stop wasting your time here. Um, I, I'm just going to double down on that. If you don't like it, <laughs> not cool. Not- and don't tell us. Don't we t- don't care. <laughs> right. Okay? We do not care. We're having fun. We right. like it. Right. And that's that is actually the motto for dungeon master level one we're here for the fun (laughs) we're just here to have fun yeah um Uh, cool yeah so he is a yeah a a little more about um oh yeah right that's so that's that's it it. (laughs) so he is a goliath barbarian but very apprehensive about his role, the role that he has been put in. He does not feel that um, his his ferocity fits him. He he fills his role. He is a young um, Goliath, uh, only about eighteen. So you know, still very much under the influence of his parents and his father, who is the chief, and um, he feels forced into violence that he doesn't necessarily want to commit and that yeah he's he's a pacifist he would very much like to not uh, commit these atrocities but he and that is where the source of his rage comes from that it's not just a pure i'm fighting so i get angry and rage he is angry at the situation he is angry at his father he is angry at himself um so i really liked what Steve came up with for that. Uh, Steve is the player um, playing Rokun, and I think you know what. Sorry, please finish a thought, and then I think we should go through Uh, and say who who is playing which character. Um, And so I was just saying that um, 
there is a lot to work with going forward there. And I have some very interesting ideas for um, what we'll do to challenge that character. Sick. I love that. Okay. So we have Steve. Steve playing Raccoon. Raccoon. We have Isaiah, who's playing Kofi. Kofi. We have Wright. My brother. Who's playing Lech, yep. who is Merritt's brother. Mm-hmm. And then we have myself, Ted, hello, who's playing Bosch of Amazon. Yes. Um, cool. So we met these four characters. They all got zapped away to an unforeseen location. And then we were all dropped into this market square yep. of this unknown town. Um, and before we could really get our bearings, uh, another lightning storm happened and three kobolds showed up, which mm-hmm. are like low level monsters for those of us who know D and D, but you know, these would present enough of a challenge for our level one characters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this town that we're in kind of, sh- it seems like people just suddenly like appear periodically, but mm-hmm. occasionally monsters appear. So they have a very large city uh, guard. As, and when I say city guard, there's like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The um, the city guard of like medieval times. What yes, was that called? Yes. The, uh, oh man. Uh, I called I, it. There's uh, a word for it. I think I called, called it, it the city guard, but there's a, there's an actual word. Oh for yeah. Oh, man, people are just screaming at their, at their podcast app right now. They're just like, I know what it is. Right, it's here, not we'll, cavalry. Not cavalry. It's not... We'll, we'll do a quick Google. I have my computer. All right. We're going to Google we it. Go. But anyway, so they have let's, a very let's large. Let's a little uh, elevator music while we wait. Do, 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 do. What is the word on the city code? What is that word for the city code? City Watch, nope. Town Guard. City, no, no. I know, not. I know. I'm just seeing what the the things that come on here. The, the well, first, no. Why did you read it, man? The first answer says it's largely unpaid volunteers working for the local militia, but that is not the case here. This is a paid standing. Right. Force. Anyway, look. Whatever. I'm gonna remember it when we stop. Put it. Put it in it. the comments if you know the answer. Yeah. Throw it in the comments if you know what it is. Put it in those five star reviews. Tell us what idiots we are and give us the answer. And if you give us a five-star review, maybe we'll read your review and we'll uh, tell you how dumb you are for not knowing the word. Just kidding. We, we'll, we would love any review. Anyway, okay. So it beca- uh, so monsters show up here all the time. Yep. Our, our group, who does not know each other, mm-hmm. uh, dispatches the kobolds. And then a we're like, cool, we did it. And then suddenly a giant minotaur shows up. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Uh, the city guard then shows up to, and all the characters, the all the characters are level one. That yes, uh, they're starting at level, level one. one. So this is clearly mm-hmm. more than four people who just had a fight, um, and are low level would be able to handle. Right, right, exactly. We would not be able to handle the minotaur. So we're, uh, our characters are like, uh oh, and then the city guard shows up to take care of the minotaur while the head of the city guard, um. Then takes us to the registration area of mm-hmm. heroes, but not but gives us the option to either like go to the dungeon, <laughs> or the law is all new all new heroes must be registered. Yeah, right. Just like in California, when you bring your new car here, you have to register it, or else they will do nothing and then charge you hundreds of dollars if you tell them the truth when you do finally go register are you, are you or speaking you from a, are, you ex- are you speaking from experience there ted 
uh, a little bit. But here's the funny thing about that is that I so when you move to California with your car, you have to go do what's called a smog check. Yep. Uh, and then the person who did the smog check for my car was like, "How long have you had the car here?" And I was like, "Honestly, six months." And he was like, "Did you get any tickets?" And I said, "No, because guess what, folks? I'm a safe driver. I'm a good driver." So. I'm driving around. I'm using my turn signal. I'm keeping it under the speed limit. I'm stopping at red lights, and I'm going at the greens all day. So I'm at the smog place, and he says, well, guess what? Tell them that you've only had it here for a week, because if you tell them the truth, they're going to charge you, like, a specific fee, which I think is something like 10 to $20 a day. Holy so that dude shit. at the smog place that I paid $50 to ended up saving me $450 when I went to register my car. Wow. And that smog place, it got torn down, baby. Some say, <laughs> some say late at night they can still see that they smog man giving people good Ted, advice at the smog place. There was never a smog place there to begin with. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's uh, another of our patented Ted and Note segues to nothing. Let's get back to the D&D, folks. <laughs> Segway to nothing. <laughs> but that's just, that's, you know what, though? That's just a good tip. Yeah. Somebody out there is going to listen to this and say, good you know tip. what, I'm going to move to California. Li- <laughs> good tip. Lied to the state of California. <laughs> yes. one. T- uh, just another one of Ted's tips. Uh, lie. It doesn't matter. The people pushing that paper don't care. They just are there right. to punch a time card. Anyway, so we have to register with the City Hero Department mm-hmm. where we meet the incomparable Ethel. Ethel. Ethel Longbottom. No, not Long. I said oh Leaf Bottom. What? Ethel Leaf, Leaf Bottom. bottom. Longbottom okay. is the kid from Harry Potter. I kind of right. smushed the two together, and I said Longbottom. Ethel Leaf Bottom. <laughs> Who now has a not fully, but more fleshed out backstory, and right, exactly, is now going to be a more central figure. Right, exactly. Um, okay, so we meet them. We all register. Uh, F- my character notices that she's reading like a romance novel mm-hmm. on a scroll, and I'm like, "Nice." <laughs> I was kind of doing this as a bit, as a player, just like I think it'd be funny if my character, like this three foot tall gnome, is just like, "Sup, baby? No, baby, what's up? Let me buy you dinner." And she was not interested at all. <laughs> but she sees Raccoon, the strong, silent type, the eight foot tall Goliath. The reluctant a warrior who chooses a life of peace, and she's like, "That's my baby, baby. That's my stuff. That that's my stuff. That's my stuff." Sure, I may be sixty something. I don't know. She may be an elderly woman, but you know what? She can still get down, and she is ready to get down. Yeah, with raccoon. Yeah, raccoon. I'm gonna call raccoon. Him raccoon for the rest of the day. <laughs> he wears a mask. <laughs> anyway, so that's so yeah. all that happens. We mm-hmm. register. Um, Somebody, I think, right, so, rolled a perception check yes. and got like a seven. And you said very delightfully, just you see a room that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Which yep. I'm wondering might have been signaling me. If I was feeling more thorough, I would have been like, maybe I should roll a perception check. But then I was like, nah, screw it. I'll let, I'll let you, you know, I feel like I can let you in. There was nothing special about that. It is literally a government office. <laughs> and I had a feeling. <laughs> But that's but that's the other thing that you forget well, that I like I'm remembering about D and D is that yeah you, per, you know perception checks are important yeah but it's also important to remember what skills your player has yeah. because you can you should use the skills and it's not always about like fighting and stuff like that like right. like Bosch's strength mm-hmm. is very low 
Mm-hmm. All of his other skills are pretty well-rounded and pretty above average. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to, like, leverage it to be more well-rounded than, like, have, like, you know, 20 dexterity or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, because I still get, like, pretty solid modifiers. But I was just kind of like, okay, I know he's not going to be strong, but I'm like, it'd be cool if he was, like, really wise and, like, really good at, like, reading people mm-hmm. because he is a gnome. So that's kind of, like, what I was thinking. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there's a little insight into my character creation yeah. process. And actually, uh, that brought up a point. that It was something I forgot to do in the game. Learning moment for me as a dungeon master. Uh, during Bosch's introduction, you know, I mentioned that he uh, barely escaped a fight with some sort of magical necromancer. Um, and that he got hit with a spell that like dug into him, creating poison. And in your character creation, because you rolled ridiculously well, we talked about nerfing Bosch. That spell, I forgot to mention this. I meant to do it uh, then, but it got caught away with like helping everyone learn how to do the combat because we went right into that combat encounter. Um, right. That spell is going to put a permanent modifier on your uh, dexterity and constitution to knock it down a little bit. Um, okay. I, th- I think m- maybe just uh, one point into dexterity and two into constitution. Um, Mm -hmm. just because it will become part of your character's quest line that you have now been poisoned. Um, Right, right, right. uh, And because part of what your character's description was is Bosch is most concerned about creating a uh, mind-body-spirit balance and having those Mm -hmm. in harmony. And now your body has been tainted and that is unobtainable um, until uh, your quest line is resolved. Okay, so, I love that. Yeah, yeah, because I know I I rolled really high. Also, the other thing that I'm remembering is like the the passive things that that mm-hmm. you have to like think of as well. Like if you have a character, like if one of your characters is going in somewhere, you have to kind of be like, oh, there is something hidden here, but they have like a passive like perception of yeah. like this, so they can like notice things without actively yeah. rolling that roll. Yeah. There's so many la- layers to being a DM. It's kind there's, of nuts. there's a ton of layers. I and I also am you know i'm trying to keep it simple um and stuff like that and i'm trying to eliminate you know this is obviously a homebrew game um and i'm eliminating some things from the campaign and from the game the way it's played that i just never thought made a ton of sense um and one example that you mentioned like passive perception and uh one of the things and this was actually brought up by uh Brennan Lee Mulligan from Dimension 20 is that he always thought that like traps didn't make a lot of sense because, you know, in tombs in maybe in tombs, but like in places people would have lived in like a goblin camp, they wouldn't have just traps all over the place. Like even if they knew they oh, yeah. was there, they would stumble into them occasionally and they'd be a huge yeah. pain in the ass. Um, huge liability yeah. for the uh, goblin, yeah. the goblin bureaucracy. So, so maybe somewhere in, uh, in like a, a tomb where a trap would have been used to protect something that no one was ever going to go again, a trap would make sense. But just like out about in the world, in a place that's lived in, um, they do not. So like, I'm not right. going to worry too much about those things. I'm not going to worry too much about um, sort of like passive things because we're all new. We're all learning it still. Uh, there's a ton right. of rules to remember for both players and DMs. And so we're in, I'm more interested in telling a cool story than abiding by the rules by the book. Like I am, 
I want this to be a role playing character driven experience first, and then sort of a dungeon uh, battle simulator second. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay, that's so the other thing about like the game too is that it really just does like I'm talking here. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing about I'm gonna make this point, then we can move on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing about. Uh, running your own campaign and like character creation is that it's such a good uh, tool to for writing. So if you're ever thinking like, oh, I'm gonna write, I want to write something, it's good practice to work on story and also just being able to uh, think on your feet because a lot of times players will do something that you're like, whoops, didn't plan that. Uh, okay, yep, that's what's happening. Anyway, please continue. Yeah. So I was just gonna say. So after. Um submitting your information to Ethel at the registration office. She starts shuffling papers and mm -hmm. looks at each one a little bit closer and notices something that she has not disclosed to you, the players, the characters. Um, and she leaves, asks you to wait and comes back with the captain of the guard again, who asks you to um, follow him to prepare for an audience with the King. Um, yes. And so the players, uh, some, blindly willingly some a little more hesitantly uh follow excuse me <laughs> yeah look my character saw all the guards and thought you know what it's not worth an argument right okay no. sometimes you just have to do what they tell you that and just move on i will i will be honest that is why i made the guards an overwhelming force to get the players to do what i want at the very beginning <laughs> yeah um, exactly so that uh, the the player the characters followed the guard through the city up to the castle and into a staging room where they've been asked to uh, disarm because they will not be allowed to carry weapons in to see the king. Uh, some asked questions about that. Some objected, but ultimately they all acquiesced, and uh, that's where we ended the session because that took about. An hour, 45 minutes. Two hours. It took us two hours. Yeah, it took to us to two hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a fair amount in there. We were learning the rules of combat, you know, because right. no one else has ever played before as well. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a good amount of character play because each each of the characters got a five to ten minute introduction um, that right. they got to role play out. And I actually have two funny stories about that. Um, I feel like I committed a DM sin by uh -oh. telling, I don't know if you remember when Wright started his, about he's like, oh, Leck is just going about his day, flying around. And I was like, no, that's not what we talked about. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because D&D uh, is improv. It The rule right. is yes and. You know that. Um, um, yes. Yes. And. and. <laughs> so. Yes, to, I do. To. Um, Tell so him. when you start every campaign, you come out and you say, give me a suggestion of anything at all. Yeah. And then you do what's called a pattern game yeah. with your players. Um, this, oh, God. I'm, I hate myself. Never mind. Please continue. Right. So, yeah. So, so Wright was like, I'm flying around. And you're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And he was like, oh, yeah, oh, you're yeah, right. right. I'm not. Well, uh, to be fair, it is we had discussed this in detail. And I said, I would like to start. He, he was like, this is what I want the backstory to be. And I said, I think it creates a really good storytelling opportunity to actually start Leck there at the beginning of his 
heroic adventure before he right. um is empowered before he has escaped because he wrote the slavery idea that was entirely him yeah and so i said i want to start lack there because i think that would create a really good narrative chain and i'll be able to work in things from that for your character's progression so when he like completely forgot that i was like uh fine but i'm gonna have to do this and be like no that's not what we talked about we're gonna do what i want so i felt a little bit bad about that but also he just straight up forgot what we talked about <laughs> Yeah, that's, I wouldn't say that's a DM sin. I yeah. would say that he just forgot what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, I, <laughs> and it's and this isn't like so much like improv where it's like no, you can't like right. tell people it's wrong. Like it's still your it's campaign. Like, it's, it's like it's, improv with a script no. a little bit. You know, it's right. like I I did have that that sort of thing prepared. Um, and I even actually had um, combat encounters with maps planned out for you and him. Um. But then, little peek behind the scenes, uh, Steve and Isaiah took longer to get me their stuff, and I didn't have time to plan something for them. And so I decided to just narrate the start of yeah, them that's, all. Honestly, of, that's fine. You know, yeah. you wanna you need to be efficient to get everybody together. To be efficient, to be another, fair. Another writing, t- another little writing hack, yeah. another TED tip. Just cut. If you're writing something, if you're writing a TV show or a <laughs> script, you want to get that inciting incident out in yeah. the first 10 yep. pages, baby. Yep. Otherwise, it's like, what are we doing? So um, it's like, we know that they're going to end up together. So let's just get them yeah, together as exactly. quickly and elegantly as possible. And, but I feel that Wright's um, that misstep with Leck was balanced out by um, adjusting to what Isaiah and. Um, his tiefling greaser on his motorcycle did because I was expecting a scenario where he actually had a conversation with his father and his brother about getting pushed out of the business that he, you know, was in. So like when he started narrating his character and said, I'm all on my own, I have no family anymore. I was like, Oh, well there goes that idea. Um, so his introduction, I had to come up with that agent trying to bring him back, um, Mm -hmm. on the spot. Um, and it may not have been the most fleshed out idea for it, but I think it worked well enough. It established the motivations for him and for his, um, foil for his character arc. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, like, we had no idea what was supposed to happen. So Right. And, again, like we said many times and we'll say many times again, completely new players. Um, particularly particularly right. because uh, you, right. you and I have a lot of acting experience. Um, we have a lot of – Well, it, no, I, I, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> hey, you had that Washington, D.C. lottery commercial. <laughs> I had a bunch of commercials. I had a New Jersey lottery commercial. I had an AARP commercial. Oh, I, I think I saw that one too. Internet, small internet service provider commercial nice. that ran for a while. Doesn't matter. Long story short, acting is bullshit. Please continue. <laughs> acting is bullshit, and any dumb dumb can do it. Uh- <laughs> Most of it is like, hey, what do you look like? Yeah, yeah that looks yeah, good. Yeah, that looks good. Can they act? Yeah. Yeah, well Pretty enough. Good. Yeah, um, they can sell stuff, right? right? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Anyway, so, sorry. But, let's, um, let's let's move. But, I'm sorry to be this guy. No, let's move this along. Yeah, I'm we'll running out of battery. Um. So, right. 
has a little bit. You and I did high school, college acting. I don't think Isaiah has any. I don't think he has any acting. He doesn't have any improv. I'm not sure he has like any creative writing. Um, he works uh, in academics um, in uh, student recruitment. So um, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. I I so, love I, I the thing I lo- also just love about like our crew is that it's such varying like backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm really excited to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. When it was over, I was sad. I was like, oh yeah. man, I wanted to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it had been two hours. It was eleven o'clock Eastern, and that's true. That's where three of us are. So we had to we had to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I had to, and I have like um, I just started a new job this week, so I'm like actively like working that nine to five grind yeah 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 again yeah 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 um my mac will sleep soon unless plugged into a power outlet so go grab your final thoughts go grab your plug I, i'm not done i don't have space i don't have space what do you, mean you to... don't have do you, you you don't have a space for a plug how do you not have space for a plug it's like this big coming out of the computer have, uh, look, and then you I need an outlet plug but I also I have a have space for a plug outlet. right look, here. We have like, look, I have like five minutes. Let's take. Can we do? Can we do it's five more minutes. I, I had so many more things food. I wanted to mention, talk about. Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! Save it for next week. How do you not just have your computer plugged in? What kind of savage are you? Well, I have a separate computer for work, and this uh, is my personal right, device. Right, and right. when I'm running Discord and Audacity and running into a that does USB drain. mic, it, it does, does drain, drain the battery a fair amount. Yeah, that's fair. Apparently, that's my fair. good looks are really hard on this <laughs> MacBook Pro battery. Hmm. <laughs> All, All right. right, so let's go to final. Let's go to like conclusions. What um, was like your favorite thing about the game? What do you have any uh, suggestions for me as the DM for things to improve? Um, I think okay. I'm going to start with what I loved. I loved Ethel. Yeah. I love yeah. the I love I love really sp- sharp specific characters. So if you it doesn't have to be Ethel every week, but if it's like if you have like specific I'm... weird characters that yeah. show up periodically, yep. Yep. people would like they're, they're, I want to like I I want to like see these characters as like real yeah. people I, with like neuroses. I and have like a whole crew in store that I don't think you'll get to next week, but you certainly will the following week. Okay, great. I love that. Yeah. The only thing I would say is that I would say don't be so hard on yourself about stuff that you have to like throw in out the gate or if you have to like say no to players. Yeah. I think that's totally your right as DM mm. to I might push the boundaries and I know that you'll be like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And I'll be fine with it. Because... Well, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. I think, again, drawing inspiration from Dimension 20, I'm going to try not to say low, but I may set a ridiculously high challenge for that. Like you may have to roll a 19 or a 20 for what you're yeah. doing to succeed. Um, so, uh, so I have learned there is a difficulty challenge scale and I don't remember it off hand, but like basically like 10 and, and 20 is like, like almost impossible yeah, that you would do it. 10 right? and under you fail uh, 10 to 15. You have mild success 15 to 19. You have, fair success 20 you have great success but then you work in modifiers and you can get your score up to 30 depending on your modifier and like bonuses bardic inspiration any sort of that and 30 is like if you can hit a 30 that's like something that's basically impossible you have broken Mm -hmm. the rules if you roll a 30 and so if you try and do something crazy i may not set it at a 30 dc um or difficulty challenge. Uh, I said that for you. Uh, hopefully our listeners will probably know what a DC is. 
Are you talking about <laughs> District of Columbia? But no, uh, sorry, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the one who said Shanghai, folks. All I, right. <laughs> Jesus, bring it back. <laughs> we will. I'm, when we get done, I'm going to look up whether that's offensive or not, and then yeah, right and immediately we'll put it in the episode <laughs> description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So I I want crazy ideas and experimentation. But if it's really out there, it may not be possible based on your uh, totally. ro- your difficulty challenge rolls. Uh, okay, that's totally fair. Um, yeah. Any uh, anything I could have done differently as a player? No, I think I think I was so pleased with how everyone did as a player with you and all the other, except for Wright being like, "I'm doing this." It's like that's not what we talked about. Um, <laughs> And you were like, right, mm, right. That's wrong. That's wrong. You're a. And then you put on your. He's like, that's not right. That's wrong. And then you put on your sunglasses, and we all cheered. <laughs> and, and the the Who song from CSI Miami screams out, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh man. All right. Well, I'm. We're, I think no. I was very happy with how everything went. Um. I, I oh, yeah. was ecstatic. I also wanted to keep going, but it felt like we were at a natural stopping point. I think. Yeah, then that's then that's perfect. The, I think that's like that's yeah, great. The next, and I wanted something big for everybody to look forward to next time. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the the role play we would have done meeting the king uh, would have taken a little while, um, longer than I think people wanted. At, at least I know Wright and probably Isaiah wanted to stay up. Um, so yeah, but I thought it couldn't have gone better. I was very, very happy with it. I agree. Um, great stuff, man. I'm excited for next week. I'm going to be there playing. Um, and see everyone here next time. Next time on Dungeon Master Level 1. We're here for the fun. Bye. I'm Ted White. (laughs) And I'm Merritt Smith. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. We're working on the outro. Okay, bye. <laughs>